the Plumbing Marketing Profits Podcast. Interviews with million-dollar-plus plumbing and HVAC business owners on how they market and grow their companies in today's economy. Hear directly from the most successful leaders in your business and discover what they are doing to keep their phone ringing, trucks running, and businesses booming. With your host, Josh Nelson. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Plumbing and HVAC Marketing Profits webcast. I am extremely excited today to be interviewing Kimberly Keene. She's the owner of Gene Johnson Plumbing and Heating. They're based in Seattle, Washington. And um, she's got a really cool business. We, we've been kind of following them over the last couple of years. A uh, very interesting and diverse marketing mix and has really seen some, some nice momentum and growth within their company. So I thought she'd be an ideal person to bring on today's show. So Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. I'm excited to be talking to you today. Absolutely. So I think really where I like to start is tell, just tell us a little bit about your background, kind of you know, how you got into the business, how long you've been doing it, and some of the high-level information about Gene Johnson Plumbing and Heating. Okay. Um, yeah, we've been in business 40 years, and um, uh, like it says, I am the second owner. And um, my dad started the business back in 1976 when I was only a year and a half old. Wow. And, yeah, and um, so he he's run that. It's kind of been up and down based on what he was doing at the time. He's He ran it and had all kinds of experience doing really large projects and service work and all of that. And um, my business partner and I purchased the business in 2008, Dennis Hammond. He is also my brother-in-law, so it's a family business. Nice. Yeah. And um, my dad is no longer involved in the business at all, so um, it's just he and I running it. And we do plumbing, um, air conditioning, gas furnaces, drain cleaning, sewer repairs, and we serve the greater Seattle area here in Washington State. Beautiful. And so I know this is kind of a deviation, but um, succession planning is, is a big thing in the plumbing and HVAC world you know, going from one generation to the next. I don't know if you, you can talk a little bit about how that worked for you guys or if you're comfortable kind of going down that chalk track a little bit. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, you know, I had I started working in the business when I was in high school and um, kind of knew that I would like to run it, but um, wasn't sure how that would all work out. I went to college, got my business degree, came to work full-time in the business in 1998, nice. and really was kind of searching for a partner because I didn't want to run the business entirely on my own because I wanted a family, and I just I, I didn't want to um, shortchange my family, and so I, I just knew I'd want a partner. Not that, not that women who own businesses shortchange their families, but in my case, I just didn't feel like I maybe would... Um, want to do it all mm-hmm, <laughs> so sure. much. Yeah, I wanted to have more options. So um, so my brother-in-law came to work with me, and then we worked over some time to purchase the business for my dad, did you know an evaluation, um, and it was owner finance, so that was very helpful. Nice. Um, and we sort of did an asset purchase, you know, drew up contracts, and it was a lot of work. Oh, and yeah. Um, yeah, it was a lot of work to get done. It took... Uh, about seven months to wow. just finish up all the paperwork. So it was a long process, but um, it's, you know, I'd already been working in the business for so long that it, by the time we actually did the transition, it wasn't really, 
it wasn't really a big change. It was just uh, we did it the the year that the recession really hit us. So that was the recession was probably more of a shock than the than the business transfer really. So, okay. Yeah, so kind of yeah, uh, it, in constant, you know, not not great timing in terms of when you took over, but you guys are <laughs> well weathering the storm. Yes, yes. The timing was was not great, but you know, we uh, we didn't we didn't really know that was coming. So it just it was what it was. I we we're pretty proud of ourselves that we weathered it. Actually, there's a lot of businesses around us that went out of business. So yeah. Yeah, it was tough, but but we're here. So, so it's a really interesting story. I mean, so you you basically worked at the company for about ten years, from nineteen ninety eight to two thousand and eight. Um, the fact that you're a woman in the trades is it's becoming more common. But you know, usually mm-hmm. you hear stories of the the son comes in and he buys the business and he kind of takes it from there. Can you talk a little bit about the the benefits and or struggles of of being a woman owner in in the plumbing and HVAC trade? Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know if it's just because we're in a very progressive area here, but Mm. I really haven't encountered a lot of pushback at all. In fact, I just have felt so welcome into the industry. My dad was a big fan of mine and I worked in the field for a number of years. I would work part-time in the office and then part-time in the field just so I knew what I was doing, you know, and I, I learned code. I went to, I went to a local apprenticeship school here for a number of years after work and, um, you know, got recorded hours for my experience. And, um, I, you know, so I kind of learned both sides in the office and out in the field. So, so I know a lot about it, but I was just really welcomed. The, the techs that I worked with in the field, while they did make me work hard, like an apprentice, they were, they were so nice to me. You know, I just really didn't experience any negatives. I, I really was treated very well. Maybe it's because I was the owner's daughter, but I, it was great. Well, that's cool. Such a such a great such a great story. And so, tell us tell us where you guys are at today. It's been since two thousand and eight. It's been several years. Kind of, you know, how many technicians now? What's the approximate revenue? Oh, sure. Um, we have um, we have fourteen total employees. That includes my business partner and I. Okay. Um, we have we run seven trucks in the field. We are one hundred percent service work. And we will finish the year somewhere between two and a half to three million. Uh, two and a half is a very low estimate. We'll probably get closer to three million, but that's kind of where we're at um, right now. Fantastic. So, so a nice, solid, thriving business. Such a cool story. The way you've transitioned from working in the company to owning the company, and you know, so now as we start to to talk, you've got this great company going. Let's talk about the marketing strategy because this is the the Plumbing and HVAC Marketing Profits Podcast. And I mm-hmm. always start this transition into the conversation around your marketing strategy by looking at the at the marketing triangle. And you know, from, from what I've experienced and what I've seen is there's really three core elements to your marketing strategy. It's your market. So who do you sell to? How well have you defined that market? Then the message, which is what do you say to make yourself different and unique and stand out in the marketplace? And when you've got those two pieces, the triangle really well honed in, then you can make strategic decisions as far as media, all the fun stuff, right? SEO, mm-hmm. click advertising and direct mail and yellow pages. So let's though, let's start with, with the market. How do you define your market there in the, in the Seattle area for, for Gene Johnson plumbing and heating? Sure. Yes. We, we're looking, our ideal um, customer is a 
a busy professional, a busy family um, who owns a home, of course. And we are looking for people who are experts in their own field, but not experts in plumbing. And mm-hmm. they, you know, they want to be busy doing things that they enjoy in the Great Pacific Northwest, and not necessarily crawling into their house doing their own plumbing or, you know, fixing their own faucets. So we're looking for people who value their time, yeah. Um, because we know that then they'll they'll value ours because they're glad we're helping them out. And we also really focus on homes within five miles of our business location because okay. there's such a great density and we don't have to travel so much. Traffic here is awful. Very cool. So you're able to really focus just on our, our five-mile radius. I know that's a lot of the, the people listening say, oh, man, I have to drive 30 miles to, to, you know, to hit my revenue targets. But that's pretty cool that you, you focus on that consolidated of an area. Yeah, I mean, we we go out of it regularly, but mm-hmm. we really focus inside it. You know, it's more like we're willing to go out of it, of course, but sure. um, we are trying to focus on that. There's there's just so much population here. There's so much business. Oh, yeah. Huge, huge market. So yeah. so we're talking about busy, busy families, homeowners, really the people that care more about their time and being able to say, look, I make, you know, X amount of dollars per hour. I can definitely outsource this to you guys. And they're more interested in convenience uh, as opposed to price. Exactly. Are there any any other, I guess, demographics that you that you kind of know about your customer and your market uh, in terms of, you know, annual revenue, uh, annual household income or, you know, whether it's a two family or one family, any of that type of data that you guys have in your particular market or not too much? Um, not too much. Okay. We we we're kind of we actually are working uh, to learn some of that, but the reality is with housing prices within the five mile circle of our business, if you own a home in that area, you're going to fit into a demographic that you can you will be hiring a plumber. It's just very costly to live here, and so people mm-hmm. make they just make good money. It's yeah. sort of the yeah, it is what it is here. So you would say that target market is the more the affluent. Uh, homeowner. Um, you know, I, I, I'm sure that some of our customers feel affluent, and I would think that some of them just feel like normal families. Right. <laughs> it's just that, you know, I, I, I'm not sure how to answer that actually. Okay. Well, I mean, I think it's it's clear that you guys have a really nicely defined target, and you've spent more time focusing on the on the psychographics than the demographics. So, what is it mm-hmm. that is the challenge that they're facing? What's their, what are their needs? And then making sure you're fulfilling those needs. So that's that's perfect. Yeah. So shifting from there, knowing that you're looking for that busy family owner, uh, you know, you know that busy family with a home ownership type of situation. Um, mm-hmm. How do you position yourself? What's your, you know, some people call it the USP, unique selling proposition. What's your mm-hmm. unique positioning statement? Um, well, on our website, we have the phrase that we are um, plumbers you can trust. But I think really what we what we try to say with all of our um, advertising and our look is that we are um, a local family-owned company, mm-hmm. that we employ trusted professionals who um, are knowledgeable and they are trustworthy. And um, we're just very customer-focused. It's all about our customers. It's, it's getting providing them upfront pricing, providing them all kinds of things that make them feel 
you know, that, that lets them know we care about this experience. We don't want you to have anxiety with this experience. We're going to do what we say we're going to do. We're going to tell you everything up front. Um, you know, we're going to keep our promises. That's, that's kind of the message that we are, that we put out there. Yeah, I think that definitely, you know, emanates from, from your website. You know, the pictures of you and Dennis, it feels like a real authentic company with real people behind it that are actually going to show up and actually care. So, so, mm -hmm. so very nice. And that, and that plays nicely to that, to that market you just described, right? The, the person that can afford to pay for the service that values their time versus their dollar. Um, you know, they want somebody that's going to stand behind their word and show up on time and has lots of really great positive you know, reviews across the internet. It's a well trusted organization. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned reviews, and I think that is another thing that we do try to put out there, that we, um, you know, we're a well-reviewed company. There's good social proof on our website, and, and so nowadays you can say a lot of things yourself, but, um, yeah, the reviews are a pretty important part of the message. Absolutely, and you guys have, it seems like you have all of the, all of the basis is covered, from customer lobby to review buzz to, um Google and 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 Yelp and Angie's List. You have lots of reviews on pretty much all of those places. So, you know, the fact is the customer before they call are are running a search and they're saying, you know, what's this Gene Johnson? Okay, they got these nice pictures and a really cool message. But what are other people saying about them? And that's where you know the social proof is undeniable in you guys' case, which I think makes you even more attractive to your target customer. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. So now we can shift into the into the part that everyone loves to think about when they think about marketing, which is which is the media, right? And all those fun things you can sure. do to get that message in front of that ideal customer. So just talk to us a little bit about your your marketing mix and kind of what you guys do uh, to generate leads and to keep the keep the the team busy and the trucks running. Okay. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, I would say the the. The very number one thing um, that we do is, um, you know, our internet presence, our um, search engine optimization, and uh, the design of our website, and all of that. And um, of course, we use you guys, the uh, Plumber and HVAC SEO. Thank you. And yeah, so we've we've been really committed to internet for a number of years. Um, we, I pretty much, I don't, I can't even remember the year, but. Um, we went out of Yellow Pages a long time ago, and so we've really seen our listing um, on Google go from number one down to number 15, um, and have found that it really depends on the SEO company you're using, how effective that can be. Mm. And um, yeah, choosing the wrong SEO company, we feel like that uh, was a real challenge. We, um, uh, you know, really saw a a drop in business when we did that like back in 2012 uh, going with the wrong company but um, now with you guys with Plumber SEO and Plumber and HVAC SEO we've been with you about a year and and we've seen for instance our um, our listing on Google go from like the second page to number one in some cases depending on the search so um, that's you know that's been one of our number one focuses uh, in terms of advertising um, for, for a number of years. It's just a really good internet presence. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, so I would say that's number one. Okay, and I appreciate that plug. I didn't I didn't ask her to do that, but I'm, I, I appreciate you doing it. 
Yeah, in fact, um, I I don't know if it was you we talked to or someone else, but we, we actually had sort of, every time we would get one of your emails, because you were working with one of our competitors, mm -hmm. and every time we would get one of your emails, we would call and say, oh, are you actually soliciting business? Because, you know, you, wouldn't work, you haven't been able to work with us because you're working with a competitor. And then um, we were just fortunate enough to grab you and you became available and we've been very happy with that. It's really worked out well for us in the last year. So Awesome. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Additional plug. <laughs> yeah. No, awesome. That's fantastic. You know, that, that, I appreciate that. So let's talk yeah. about, I'm sure you guys do other things in order to market yourselves and in order to generate leads. So let's talk about the rest of the, of the marketing mix as well. Yeah, um, so we definitely have a social media presence. We we interact with customers, um, especially on Facebook. We do put videos on YouTube. I I don't see a lot of interaction there, but but we are there. Um, we do pay per click as well, and um, you guys manage that for us. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes that seems really effective, and sometimes it doesn't. It just sort of depends. You know, if you get a couple of great jobs from pay per click leads, then that number looks awesome, and if you don't, it you know it just looks okay. So, but yeah. we do it because I I do think it's a good source of new customers. You know, people searching, especially the mobile component of that, um, searching on their phones. So we we definitely do pay per click. Um, so you said you said something have, there that was pretty pretty interesting to I think to the listeners, which was you you can tell you know how how many calls and how many leads are coming in via pay per click versus organic. So. Talk about how you track that. What what tools and systems do you have in place for those types of things? Well, uh, we use uh, the fabulous software Service Titan. So nice. we have yeah, you know, we have all different phone numbers for every um, advertising vehicle that we have. So we have a we have one phone number for our our website. We have a different phone number for our pay per click. We have different phone numbers on each of our text business cards. We have a different phone number for any piece of mail that goes out. So we're able to measure um, where the phone calls come from. And then through Service Titan, once that phone rings, the job is tracked from the phone call to the completion. So it, it gives us data with regard to you know, how effective, how many new customers versus existing customers called. What the what the profit is on those jobs, what the sales revenue is, and so we're pretty we're able to very quickly identify things that are effective and things that aren't. That that's a powerful tip, guys. I mean, whether whether you service Titan or something else, make sure you have a mechanism to to track because there's so many different marketing activities you could be spending money on, and if you can't say exactly how many calls came in and what the what the revenue associated with that is. You're kind of throwing darts in the dark, so that's that's a powerful tip. The second powerful tip is if you haven't heard of Service Titan, if you haven't looked at it, um, some of our top clients are using Service Titan. It's a great platform. Um, like she said, you can allocate numbers for the various lead sources. And um, do you actually do the the billing straight through Service Titan as well? Uh, what do you mean by that? So the the collection of revenue, so that you can tie the the actual build revenue to the customer back to the lead source. Yes, yes, it's all done through Service Titan. Mm -hmm. And I can't really think of any other tool on the market that lets you go that deep. You know, there's there's tracking tools to say, okay, here's how many calls we got, and here according to the conversations. But if you use Service Titan the way it's intended, 
you have such a competitive advantage over the competition because you truly know what your cost per, per customer acquisition is, right? Absolutely, and it, it, it um, records and calculates based on your input of your cost. It, it calculates your return on investment. And we've, we've tried the other, of course, where the phone call is recorded and you have to go in and listen to all the calls and then put them in the correct you know, allocate the revenue to them. And it just, it's possible to do it that way. It's just so much more time consuming. And this way with Service Titan, it just allows us to focus on serving the customer and sort of all of that amazing data is collected while we're just doing our jobs and, and you know, enjoying our work. And then, and there's not that, you know, all of that time commitment to go to another place and listen to phone calls and look up customers. And it's just, it's such a time saver. Yeah. No, absolutely. So I think that was a great point that you elaborated on there with the the tracking and using a tool like Service Titan to to know where your dollars are going and whether those dollars are coming back in, in return. So I, I, I know you were about to continue. You talked about social media. You talked about pay-per-click. Um, what, other, what other type of advertising and marketing do you guys do? Uh, we do some customer retention um, advertising, um, which I, I – you know, I think that's a really valid thing to do. Um, so we we send out thank you cards when uh, a job is complete. We use a company called G4 Marketing that you've interviewed before. That's how we heard of them, actually. Awesome. And um, I think their product is is great. It's so friendly, and um, so they send out a thank you card with a with a really nice looking um, gift card in it. They do some email. Uh, you know, so they're added. Our customers get emails from us. And then they're able to reply, and the replies all go straight to my inbox, so I can see if there's any problems or concerns. Mm -hmm. And it's it's uh, most of the feedback I get from customers is really positive, and it's it's just fun to see yeah. um, that they're happy with our guys and happy with what we're doing. And then in the rare case that there is a problem, I can I see it right away and can can deal with it typically. Um, so um, we we do that. That's a a customer retention program that, like I said, the thank you cards, um, the emails, and then there's also an email, uh, monthly email newsletter that they do for us. So we do that. So so that's and, that's awesome. And everybody preaches the power of retention retention marketing, right? And isn't it a novel concept to, to send a thank you note after the service call where they get something physical in the mail? Um, are you like, and since you track this in Service Titan, are you seeing a, a, a strong correlation in terms of increased business directly from the retention marketing that you can point to? Um, you know, I I feel like we haven't been doing it long enough mm -hmm. to to say. I um, we've been. I want to say that maybe it's been a year now. Like we just maybe crossed the year mark. So I feel like that kind of thing might take a little bit longer to measure. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I mean, we do get phone calls on the like on on the phone number that we have in the in the thank you cards. We definitely have gift cards that have been redeemed. So, um, but in terms of like an uptick, who knows? Because the point of it is to retain customers right. so that we can retain mm -hmm. all the people that we already got as customers, and then focus on getting additional new customers. So, in terms of growth, we're definitely seeing growth. But I I haven't analyzed those numbers to see because I I guess. I don't have this immediate expectation of a return on that. It's more retention effort over the long haul. Right. It's a little harder, a little harder to point to and quantify, you know, directly. But um, yeah, so I mean, there's another great tip. I mean, if you're not if you're not following up with your customers after the service call, um, both in email and in some type of direct mail, 
you're probably leaving money on the table because they're more likely to to refer you and or use you again if you're showing up to them in different media after the after the service call. And um, there, there are a lot of companies that do it. The company she referenced there was was G4 Marketing, and they've got a nice uh, a nice platform that actually a lot of our clients have have started to use. Mm -hmm. They also have another program that we use called um, it's a referral program, and I love it. It's uh, we just give them information, and, and we used to do this ourselves, but we just weren't as consistent on it um, as we'd like to be. But then they send out a nice thank you for the referral, and a, um, we we offer we give our customers a check um, to say thank you. And and actually, I've seen a lot of traction on that. People that like to refer and do it, like we have some people that we are regularly sending referral checks to. A lot of them really? are, yeah, a lot of them are professionals, like other company owners that we. We maybe service the types of equipment that they install, but they don't mm. do service. So they're like, "Wow, if you send me a referral check, I'm going to keep referring you. I've right. installed, you know, thousands of these, you know, and and we've gotten um, a fair amount of people who are professionals that refer us a lot, and and so that's I've really seen traction with that. That's cool. So so it's an automated way to handle the referral marketing, and what you're seeing there that's a little bit different than what I what I've heard. You know, a lot of people, you know, try and do some type of referral rewards program and they don't see a lot of traction from it. And they're expecting, you know, Joe Blow home homeowner that just provide you just provided service to to refer you business. And you, they give like one offs every now and then. But you're saying you actually are targeting your your let's say your your affiliate businesses that are complementary to you and adding them to this referral rewards program. Yes, and and those I mean I we see multiple referrals, usually multiple per week from other business owners, and I added them on purpose because, like, I want them to keep referring to me. <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm, why not incentivize <laughs> oh, yeah. incentivize those people that are already dealing with your your ideal customer? People ask about plumbing related questions, and they could prefer it to anybody, but if, if they exactly. don't like, trust you and you've given them this this incentive to do so, it makes it really easy and logical for them to refer to you. Yeah, and they're not going to forget. You know, like sometimes uh, someone will meet one of our one of our employees at a supply house and then they'll be like, oh, I really like that guy. So they'll refer to the company, but that's not a relationship I have with this other business owner, it's a relationship that maybe my tech is, um, you know, nurtured. And so then when I send them a referral check, they remember my company. You know what I mean? It mm -hmm. starts to, that's just what my experience has been. It's turned, it's helped um, them remember, oh yeah, that company, I'll refer them. It, it's just been helpful. That is a very, very cool insight. You know, I've had a lot of conversations around referral marketing um, and that, that insight is powerful. I'm sure a lot of light bulbs went off from from those listening so thank you for sharing that mm -hmm. do you have any examples of of people you might suggest to target um for for this type of referral marketing or is it more just kind of you know if you're involved in the chamber of commerce or if you're involved in bni um and you you kind of add them to this type of program or is there is there someone within the plumbing and hvac space that would make sense you know go go find these types of referral partners and add them to your referral program uh, well, I can just tell you what, uh, particularly, like maybe what our top three have been um, yeah. or four. That'd be great. Um, yeah, for us, like a, a leak detection company, because we don't do underground leak detection ourselves. We could, but we just we just haven't. Mm -hmm. And um, so we 
we re we get referrals regularly from leak detection companies okay. that don't do the actual repair because that's a pretty important distinction. Some of them repair as well, and we don't usually work with them. The specialists and, um, just do leak detection, kind of buddy up with them and say, hey, look, if you refer that, that job to us, we'll add you to our mm -hmm. referral rewards program. You'll get a check every time we get a, a customer. Yes. Okay. Um, another one is uh, new construction plumbers. So we do 100% service. We don't do any new construction. And so then we, we run into uh, you know a couple businesses where they don't do service. And so um, we refer leads we get first, you know, can you bid on this? Can you bid on that? I have a set mm -hmm. of plans. We typically refer that to a couple of contractors. And what we've found, especially with this referral reward, when we send them, once they've referred a job to us, when they're getting service work that they don't, you know, they don't mean to advertise and they don't really want to do, they're sending that work to us. So that's been great. Awesome. And, um, yeah, and another one, um, our restaurant owners, okay. they, you know, they need services and they have friends um, <laughs> that own restaurants as well. It seems like it's a fairly close community, especially in neighborhoods. And so we've got, we've, we've started working, you know, for this restaurant and then the, this other restaurant that the owner is friends with. And so that just kind of keeps going. We, we've added a lot of clients through restaurant owners as well. Very, very good stuff. This is, this is great. I mean, guys, if you just take this one insight from this interview and you go out and start to implement it, um, you'll get, you'll maybe, it sounds like this is a pretty systematic source. Once you lock down one of these referral partners, um, they come across these kind of opportunities and they refer you on a pretty consistent basis. It's, yeah, I'm very happy with it so far. I, I'd have to say, yeah, I would never stop. Now that we've started, you know, it's, it's been great. Very cool. And so, yeah. you know, th these are things you can implement on your own, right? Like sending a thank you note after the service call, you know, sending follow-up yeah. emails, setting up a referral program where you track whether you got a, you know, got a lead from somebody that turned into a job. Um, and these are things, it sounds like you've done in the past. What was the benefit of using a company like G4 Marketing to, to help systematize that versus doing it on your own? Um, that's exactly the benefit that you just stated. It's a system. I, it's not reliant on me. You know, um, I, I have just made a real point that the women that I work with that we, in our office, just if you get a referral, it always goes on the spreadsheet. We send it over, I think it goes maybe once a, or every other week or something like that. And it's just not even a question. It's like if you get a name, follow it up, get the name on the list, and we send them a referral. So we, you know, we really, whereas it used to be someone would say, oh, so-and-so referred us, and we're like, oh, great, and we kind of look, but it's just, I don't know, it's sort of just a promise we made to ourselves, and then we have this easy way that looks really professional, it's really nice, um, and someone else can do it, because I'm already really busy, you know, and so I, I honestly, I just didn't do a good, as good a job as G4 Marketing is doing, and that's why it's been so effective, because it's, it's just a system. It's not something that I have to do. Right. And, and it, again, guys, this isn't a sales pitch for G4. I'm personal friends with Brian from G4 Marketing. I'm in a personal mastermind with him. Um, but I think it's a good conversation to have, because all of you know these tactics make sense, right? It makes sense to send a physical thank you card. It makes sense to, to do this stuff. And I think part of the problem is, you look at the logistics of it, and you say it's really not that hard. I mean, I could I could get some thank you cards, and I could have somebody in the office put an address on it and put a stamp, but it doesn't get done. And you know, you think oh, I'm going to spend the money with these guys to do it for me, 
Um, the benefit, I think, and I think this is what you're saying, is the benefit of having somebody do it for you and just have it done consistently and well outweighs the, the cost. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Great, great yeah. stuff. So let's keep yeah. what what other what other marketing uh, and advertising things are you guys doing? Um, we we use Review Buzz for customer reviews. Um, we we find for whatever reason in our area that has been super effective. We get the most reviews when we send the request through Review Buzz, so we're really happy with that. We get a good mix of reviews on all different platforms. Um, so that's very effective for us. And, and if you look at their at their website, you'll see, you know, literally hundreds of reviews from across the web. And there's lots of tools that do this. I think ReviewBuzz is is one of the best. What is it that you like about ReviewBuzz and the way that platform works? You know, I uh, don't personally use the platform because <laughs> okay. uh, my customers do. But mm -hmm. what I like about it is that I get reviews. So we've yeah. tried a couple of other things, and it just hasn't we've seen no not a lot of um Pick production up. of reviews mm -hmm. so i just like it because it works that's yeah. pretty much it i i don't really i don't really care what i use if it works then i'm willing to pay for it so that's what it, yeah it. that's what it boils down to Do, yeah. so this is a hot topic you know because everybody knows they need reviews they know that there's more to more to getting reviews than just using a tool like like review buzz or whatever the other platforms are that send an email sure have you guys done anything um, within the the culture of the company to people write reviews for the tech right because the experience was great to get your your guys engaged in creating such a good experience that you think kind of helps this work or is there any insights you can uh -huh. share along those lines well, um, we do we do give a spiff for a review, uh, so we have a weekly meeting. If they if we get a review, um, we do spiff the text on it. Nice. Uh, we also read all the reviews um, mm -hmm. at at our weekly meeting, so there's there's recognition as well. Mm -hmm. And we've tried a couple of different things um, with review because like ReviewBus has a program where you can um, do points and you kind of set. Um, you know, you get a certain number of reviews and it generates a certain number of points and then you can redeem them for merchandise or whatever. It, it's got a really cool system, but that didn't really work as well as just hold, cold hard cash. So, <laughs> so we basically um, set up our review buzz system that, um, you know, you get points and you can redeem it for cash at our weekly meeting. And that has just been what works for us. So I think other people do different things, but for us, that's what's been really effective. The guys love it. It's like a little bit of, you know, money that they can use for lunch or coffee or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think the other big part of what you just said, and it's, and it's a psychological benefit, you know, They'll tell you that people are more motivated by public recognition in front of their peers than they are by from money, and so you yeah, kind of combine mm -hmm. both of those aspects into this process. Yeah, and I really do think like they're looking forward to a positive review. They when they like if they know that they've got one, mm -hmm. um, because you know they maybe get an email or you know they kind of know that someone's done a review for review buzz. They're looking to see what was my review and what did they say and you know they do want it read out in the meeting it it is it is great i love reading them i love hearing about them i love responding to positive reviews on facebook it's it's awesome so 
So it's a, it's yeah, we shot, all love it. It's a shot in the arm for everybody. And um, obviously it, it helps your reputation. It's, it's a marketing expense. I guess the one question I'll ask, and, and this may be too tactical to the point where you don't even have, you know, it's nothing to speak to, but when, when the tech goes out and he does his job and he provides a great experience and you guys have really kind of built this into what you do, does he, does he start to do anything to plant a seed with the customer that, hey, you know, you're going to get a request review after the service call? Is that something you guys do? I'm just curious because it seems like in theory that would, that would help. You know, um, I I wish I could answer your question well, and yeah, I kind of too, sitting too, right here. Probably I too tactical a question, right? Okay. I, I just I'm not sure. I don't I don't know that we have really. Um, I I don't know that they do anything. Like I don't think that they have a standard thing. Like they say, hey, you know, it'll really help me out if you give me a review, or if you've been really happy, would you, you know, do I was my service today. Um, you know, great enough to warrant a five-star review. I don't really think they do things like that. I think okay. it's really, um, they do a good job in the field. Um, they know that the email is going to go to the customer asking for a review because it's, it's I believe that it's systemized mm -hmm. through Service Titan right now. Yep. And um, so they know that's coming. And so they just know on every job there's an opportunity for the customer to review. And it's it's not... It's not pick and choose, and and I think that's part of also why it works. It's like if you pick and choose, it it just isn't as effective as just a system. That's what we found for us. Systems work really well. Yeah, and she kind of revealed like the ultimate the ultimate combination of of, of services here. Um, this wasn't intentional. These are all these are all actually people that I have personal relationships with. You know, I, I, I love Mike Montana and the whole review buzz company. I think their, their, awesome, <laughs> their system is awesome, but combining service Titan and review buzz, you really systematize the entire review request process because, mm -hmm. you know, if you roll it out, like she's described, you're dispatching the job from service Titan. Once the job is closed, it triggers review buzz to send the email to say, Hey, Thanks for your business. We'd love it if you'd write us a review and all of the logic that that now ReviewBuzz has behind it. And so, you know, that that's awesome that you're you're willing to share this. I think you've, you've shared some tremendous um, insights as well as some great uh, you know service providers that you guys rely on that have helped you get the the types of results that you're getting. Well, yeah, and you know, I mean, the the thing is with with what I've described with um, the retention marketing, the thank you, the referral rewards, the review requests, and and then in the meantime, you know, answering the phone, booking calls, dispatching the right tech to the right job. Without the technology available to us now, I mean, it's incredible. I've been working in the plumbing industry since we had a notepad, a, you know, like a schedule book, and a, you know, a phone before we even used computerized dispatch and. I mean, you just couldn't have done all of these things. But now the technology available, it, we we couldn't run the business and do these things with two office staff if we didn't have, and until recently, one. So it just really makes life a lot simpler. You know, it really makes there are some major efficiencies available through technology. No doubt. And so one thing you you touched on, since reviews is such an important thing, I think it's part of the part of the magic in your business. Um, you know, there's a drawback, which is that everybody's getting this request for review. And I, I think it, it should be that way. That's the way it needs to be. But for a lot of plumbing HVAC business owners that are listening to this to say, I don't know that I want everyone to get it. I only want the happy customers to get it. So mm -hmm. tell, tell us about 
the occasional negative review because it happens to the best of us. Mm-hmm. How you guys deal with that there at at Gene Johnson? Um, well, I think that just philosophy wise, we understand that there's always going to be haters. You know, there's always going to be people that um, are unhappy with you, and I, I mean, you just have to feel good about what you're doing and and know and 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 believe that the majority of people are happy, which is what the evidence says, and know you're doing a good job, and just know that you're not for everyone. So when we do get a negative review, we respond to it. We maybe um, write something that, you know, we're sorry you're not happy, and, and try to respond, and, you know, we just move on, actually. You know, if there was a pattern of negative reviews where most of the reviews that we were getting, then there would be a major you know, some changes that we would need to make. And if that were to happen at some point, then we'd have to really look at that. But for the most part, um, you know, we just understand we're not for everyone. Like, we're for busy professionals who value their time mm-hmm. and ours. And we're not for people who are looking for, you know, a $20 per hour um, plumbing buddy. That's just not who we are. And we understand, well, maybe they just got hooked up with the wrong company. So better luck next time. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, I, don't, I don't know if that's what you're looking for. No, that's yeah, really that's, 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 <laughs> kind of that's, where we're at. That's exactly, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not looking for anything specific, but I think that's, that's the exact right philosophy and the exact right approach to it. So are there other marketing initiatives that you're doing that you really feel are effective or anything that you think warrants spending some time talking about on this interview? Um, well, I just have a couple little things that we do. I, I don't know that, you know, one, one thing that is, that's fairly effective, um, or we get some business, measurable business from, or making sure that we're listed on manufacturers' websites for the okay. equipment that we work on or that we've had training on. Nice. Um, I'm always surprised to get phone calls from that, but the reality is, um, people look, you know, they look at the type of, of equipment they have, they search online because everything's online now, and then they have to find a provider, and so that's a that's a good place to be just for some calls. It won't, like, keep someone busy, but it'll it'll provide some work. And so um, talk, can you explain how, how, how do you get on those, on those sites, kind of, you know, what is, you know, what's the tactical, how do you, how do you execute that strategy? Just, you know, okay, so we sell this equipment, reach out to the manufacturer, to the, you know, to the distributor and tell them, hey, do you have a list of dealers and, and kind of follow that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, some of them, some of them are, um, the manufacturer uh, does it. Some of them, you, it requires, um, like for instance, we work on Navian uh, tankless water heaters. That's mm-hmm. the one, most recent one that I made sure that we were on. And there's a process to go through. You have to send some people to training so that you're trained in that. You have to provide some information. There's a very... A very minor contract, um, you know, to um, complete to make sure that you're on the same page, and this is what they expect. If if there's a warranty thing, this is what they're willing to pay, and you say yes, I'm willing to do it for that. And if you are, you are, and um, and you don't have to accept all the work that they give you. But um, so there was some training, there was some um, that, like you had to purchase some parts to be ready to service customers. But um, that that's a recent one. Some of them are as simple as just. Um, request, you know, you email them a request to be on their on their website for a service provider. Like, I sell that. Can you put me on there? And they will. Mm-hmm. So some of it's really simple. Some of it takes a little more work. So that's that's a great insight too. So what, just think about the products that you that you sell or that you could sell within either the HVAC or the plumbing side of your company. 
um, and then reach out to those organizations. It's also going to be a good mm -hmm. link for you in most cases, which will help with your with your authority. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's true. What you're saying, so you actually get direct calls. Somebody went to the Navient site, for instance. They were looking for tankless water heaters. They, they searched for a dealer in their area. You happened to come up on that list. Hence, you got a, a call, which was almost kind of like a free a free lead. That's exactly right. Beautiful. Yes, it happens all the time. Yeah. Great. That's a great insight. Yeah. Okay, what else? Um, we, we get calls. We've been putting equipment stickers on, on equipment for years we pay a spiff to our techs for doing that they they do have to turn in the back of the sticker with the model number and the serial number on it and then we pay a spiff okay um uh, so we we do that and we we get a you know we get we get work from that so it, it's particularly helpful if someone has moved and but they leave behind their equipment with our sticker on it and yeah. so then we get the next homeowner's phone call so um, that's a that's a good source of income for us typically. So you're planting seeds on every service call just by leaving a sticker on the water heater or or whatever it is, so that when it breaks, who else are they going to call than the one that's on the sticker mm -hmm. and or that new homeowner moves into town? That's correct. Yes, okay. we do that. Mm -hmm. And the interesting insight then, that you yeah. shared on this particular front is a lot of you know the challenge a lot of the plumbing and HVAC companies I talk to say. Yeah, we, we have the stickers, but the, the guys don't they don't put them because there's nothing in it for them. And so you're saying they turn in their the, the back of their sticker and they get a, a nominal spiff of some sort in order to incentivize that behavior, just like you incentivize what you want to get done within the business. Well, yes, and and it's sort of like what you don't measure, what you can't, what you don't really inspect or measure. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't. You're not really expecting it, actually. Like if if we for us, if we don't have a system of how this works, um, it's probably not going to happen because otherwise, it's sort of like you inspect what you expect. Yep, that's kind of kind of a saying that we have Absolutely. here, and so. Yeah, I mean, it, we just make it a part of our system. There's a, it's in our, it's in our policy. If you want a spiff, here's what you do. You turn it in. Here's how, and it's just part of our culture and part of what we do here. And so, but also we don't beat people up. I mean, because it is for a spiff. It's not worth it to me to be upset if someone doesn't do it. I would prefer they do it. I would prefer to talk about how it's you know, good for our company, it's good for them, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the more calls we have in general, the more call you, the more calls everyone has. So it's it's good all around, but you know, it's it's something we do and we incentivize for as opposed to being upset if people forget it or miss it. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. Were are, were there any other tactics or strategies? I mean, this is all amazing stuff. So I'm sure the listeners are like, wow, <laughs> amazing. Oh, well, great. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know what? I just I feel like in addition to all of that stuff, um, you know, like the quality of the the people that we hire being being slow to hire and being careful with who we who we hire, the the way that we speak about our customers in our office, um, mm -hmm. being careful to really be respectful, um, the things that we do, like calling when we're on the way, the the office staff we have, um, the great software system that makes it so easy to keep track of the customer's history and know who's on the phone when they call and all of that stuff. Mm. I think it all just is, is a way for us to stand out so that it makes all of these other efforts um, more effective because, you know, it's, it's, once they call, it's a good experience. Do you know what I mean? So Absolutely. I think that that's really the other part of what we're doing that makes all of our advertising and marketing more effective. 
Yeah. So it's like kind of the backbone of it. Yeah. Create a great customer experience, have great quality people, and everything you do just works that much better. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a lot of that stuff is intuitive. A lot of it is trained, right? And there's great organizations out there that, that you know, kind of train on this stuff. Have there been any organizations that you've been influenced by that have helped you kind of put some of these systems in place? Um, yeah, I would say we, we're not members of Nexstar now, but we were um, for a number of years. And, yeah. and I think that some of their training for um, CSRs and dispatchers is outstanding. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's, um, that, that's been, that was a helpful resource for us um, at the time. And, um, yeah, I would say that that helps us a lot in, in the office. But also... Um, I think that Dennis and I just, we really like systems. We, we really like predictable ways of things to go through our office. And mm -hmm. so we, we've, we just try to build what works for us and then stick with it and follow our own rules and nice. kind of expect everyone to do the same. And um, it just makes life kind of work in a more simple way. So have a, have a systems-oriented process, the way that you look at things and the way that you approach your, your business. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm awesome. So, what would you, you know, what would you say to that plumbing or HVAC business owners, you know, that maybe isn't where you're at today, maybe is where you were 10, 15, 20 years ago as an organization? What would you what would you say to that individual that's just trying to get to the next level? Um you know, uh, one thing I I remind myself of frequently um is that I um I think that what got me to where I'm at right now won't be the same thing that gets me where I want to go next. And mm -hmm. so, um, I'm always, I'm always, I always want to be open to new ideas. I want to be curious. So I would encourage people to be the same, like um, wondering how does another company do something, and how are how is another company getting something done that I haven't figured out how to do yet, instead of. I think it's easy in our industry to look at other companies and kind of be critical or, I don't know, I, that's my sense. I think sometimes that happens in our industry. And so I, I just encourage myself and other people to, to be curious, actually, and to look around and say, you know what, I here I am, I got here, but how do I get to the next level and who can, who can teach me that, who can help me, who has something that they're offering that, you know, that might be an insight for me. So that's. That's one thing, and um, yeah, that's excellent. So that's just, what I tell myself. Just be be open and be looking for you know where you can improve and what's next, and kind of that concept of of constant learning and never you have never arrived because, like you said, what got you to where you're at now isn't going to get you to that next to that next threshold. Exactly. Yeah. Any other nuggets of wisdoms or insight you might want to share? Um. You know what? I think amazing things might reside for all of us just outside of our comfort zone. So mm -hmm. I say go outside your comfort zone and see what see what there is. Beautiful. I got to tell you, I've done a lot of these interviews. I think this one was was just phenomenal. You know, you really you, you not only did you share kind of your philosophy on things, you shared specific tools, specific resources. Um, you know, anybody listening to this can can take a tremendous amount of insight and, and really hit the ground running. So thank you so much for your willingness to, to come on and to be so open and to share such such great uh, such great value with your with your colleagues. 
Well, thanks, Josh. I appreciate your compliments. That that feels great. Thank you. And the other thing that you guys did that's pretty cool, and we'll kind of close today's episode with this, is um, they're, they're doing more and more video stuff, and they do a lot of this on their own at their at their office. And Dennis put together a really cool video called uh, Gene Johnson is running for plumber in Seattle. And it was just a really mm-hmm. interesting satire on the whole, I don't know, Donald Trump you know, thing. And, uh, and you have to watch it. In the show notes, if you go to plumbingmarketing.net, you'll see a link to it. Um, watch the video. It's really clever. Anything you want to share on this video and kind of what you guys were thinking when you put it together? Um, you know what? We have done this run for plumber in Seattle with with campaign signs, and we've done this before. Um, we typically do it every um, presidential election, but this is by far the most fun video that we've put out. And this is whatever you are feeling about this election. This is um, interesting to watch, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. And so, really, honestly, I think we're just having the most fun with it this time because it's like, wow, there is. There is so much emotion surrounding this presidential election, and so we're just enjoying it. That's yeah. that's that's my nephew right there, the, the Secret Service agent. I would say yes, watch it. It is so much fun. He, there's something he does like at uh, I guess it's like 30 seconds in. You know, if you you'll catch it out of the corner of your eye. You're like, what what's that all about? It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you have to go and watch the video in order to understand what we're talking about. But I think this is a great example of what we call edutainment. So you're educating, but you're being entertaining. Um, the mm-hmm. fact is your customers, the general public, you know, they're, they're just, they're bored and they want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. And so if mm-hmm. you can, if you can come up with an entertaining way to catch their attention, um, I'm sure that, you know, you become more attractive to the customer and you guys kind of took advantage of this exciting election process and you also weaved in some great, you know, information about why somebody would choose Gene Johnson Plumbing and what makes you guys unique and, and really mm-hmm. positioned yourself for that ideal target market that you described earlier on, on this show. So I think it's just a great example that a lot of you guys can learn from. And, you know, technically wise, this wasn't like a super complicated video for you guys to put together, right? What, like, tell me about the equipment that was used on this. It, it looks great, but it doesn't. I don't mm-hmm. think you guys had to have a major production budget for it or anything. No, we. Um, you know, I mean, we have been prepping a video space in our in our in our building, so nice. we did have the space available so that we can do all, all kinds of things with it. But um, yeah, it's just a DSLR camera that does recording with a remote thing, and then I think he has a couple lights and obviously a, a microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like my nephew's suit came from Goodwill and we have, you know, we got the flags and things, but it's just, it's just for fun. Yeah, we're, you know, I think that a video is going to be a bigger and bigger part of everything. And so, um, yeah, the camera was probably the biggest deal here, mm-hmm. but we can use that for everything. So, yeah, yeah. it's just so, simple stuff, just camera and a, and a, and a space. Beautiful. Uh, fantastic yeah. interview again. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, guys, go to the, the plumbingmarketing.net website to check out this video. Uh, also, in the show notes, I'm going to link to a lot of the resources that that Kimberly mentioned throughout the throughout the the interview. So if you want to subscribe to the podcast and get more interviews like this with other highly successful plumbing and HVAC business owners talking all about internet mar- uh, about marketing and their overall marketing strategy, 
You can go to plumbingmarketing.net. And um, thank you again so much. This was this was fantastic. Oh, thank you, Josh. I had fun. I'm glad to talk with you today. And we'll catch you guys on a on a future episode of the Plumbing and HVAC Marketing Profits podcast. Well, hey, this is Josh Nelson with Plumbing and HVAC SEO. And um, I just today I'm here with Kimberly Keene. She's one of our clients from Gene Johnson Plumbing, and they serve the, the Seattle, Washington market. And um, Kimberly's been nice enough to, to spend a couple minutes together just to kind of talk about her experience